0: Welcome everyone to the Healing Place Podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock. Excited to have you here with us, listening in, and also excited to have another wonderful guest. I will be doing some introductions in just a moment, but just wanted to welcome you here first to this space filled with motivation and inspiration and healing stories. Welcome everybody, to the Healing Place Podcast. I am excited to have with me today Sarah Gilfoy, and she is here to talk about she is a certified trauma-informed trainer. I have this written down, and founder of a nonprofit supporting agencies. So welcome, Sarah.
1: Yay. Hey, I'm so glad to be here. Um, so I will tell you a little bit about myself. Wonderful. So I am a certified trauma-informed care trainer. It is a passion of mine to go around and talk within the state of Oregon, that's where I live, um, to various agencies. Um, Usually I'm called into places like um, schools or nonprofits, and I speak about trauma-informed care, about resilience, and about um, self-care as well. Um, But I also am very, very excited and proud because last week was my official launch date of a nonprofit I've spent over two years working to launch. That's so exciting. um, Well, congratulations. Yeah, it's super exciting. (laughs) It was, um, I equate it to a very long birth. Yes, (laughs) right, (laughs) right. (laughs) Pregnant for almost two years, right. and I have finally given birth. So we're in the baby phase still, and um, but it's wonderful. I'm, I, you know that my nonprofit baby has been born. And, and yes,
0: great. very cool. Congrats! So, what is the nonprofit? What what is it that you do? I mean, does it have a name and
1: all of that yet? It does. Okay. Yeah. So I'm really excited about it. Um, and and I can tell you a little bit more about it too, of course. Um, but the program that I started is called Heart to Heart. And it is a nonprofit organization that supports all of Central Oregon um, for parents of children birth to five, Um, partly because we know that most of brain development happens in children birth to five. But I was thinking there's, there's always so many resources out there for the families to help the children, but not necessarily the parents. Yes. I could um, not agree and, more.
0: Yes, I I worked in early Head Start and Head Start for a while, I, and yes, and and what a need there is for huge. families, um, not right, like you said, not just the children, but for for the families and the the caregivers. Absolutely, right, the
1: caregivers. Yes, and and what occurred to me was really why are we not spending more time supporting these parents because if you if the, the trickle-down effect is that it's going to affect the children so really it's a it's a win-win in in multiple ways you're you're helping the parents and then you're helping the children in turn you're helping society I mean it's just it's why not do it so um, I decided to launch this program and so it's a parent support line. It's phone, text, and email. And, um, it's, it's just really, really exciting. And it's taken over our whole entire area. Just anybody can call, text or wow. email in and receive free emotional support. Wow.
0: Very cool. I yeah. love
1: it. I, that
0: is just amazing. I love the name of it. I'm my, uh, hobby, I guess, is I find hearts everywhere. Like, and so my ebook that I told you about before we started recording, um, is called stop thinking, just love. And oh. it's filled with hundreds upon hundreds of hearts that either are pictures that i found or that people have sent me. So as soon as you said the name, I was like, Oh,
1: that's, that's <laughs> awesome.
0: I, I love it. Well, very cool. So are you working? Uh, how are you getting word out about this?
1: Oh, well, I am the founder and project manager and well, I basically do every single possible thing there is to do for it. So, um, it's advertising. Um, but I also have been really lucky because, um, I ended up finding a local community partner and I partnered up with them. And so the fact that they've already been in the community for many years, um, really helps me get the word out because now we're partnered and they they support me wow. and in turn I support them. It's just a really lovely symbiotic relationship. Yes, yeah, um, wonderful. Yeah, so they they're called Healthy Beginnings in our area and they actually do a lot of the health screenings for children birth to five. And they thought this seemed like a natural um, addition to bring in. So sure. Yes, well, yeah, because you have
0: access to the parents at that point Mm -hmm. or the caregivers. Yeah, yeah, really, really great. Well, I commend you, and I I think it's wonderful. And I get the long pregnancy of a nonprofit (laughs) thing because I have a project called Sammy's Bundles of Hope. I told you about our therapy dog. Um, And so what we do is we had donations from individuals and agencies and companies, and we fill these bags with, um, like, coping... um, like stress balls and coloring books and journals and markers and everything, and we give them to kids who have had exposure to trauma.
1: Um, mm. So,
0: like, we drop them off at um, homeless shelters or um, safe houses. We've dropped a couple at schools for children who have had a death of a parent from you know an overdose. So, um, yeah. And so we're we're I'm still trying to wrap my head around starting a nonprofit. Like, how do you even do it? So, I highly commend you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is It is such a big project. I had no idea. Right. What right. Be, but um, when it's a act of love, it doesn't really matter. So my, my heart has 100% been in it this entire time. Um, I completely love what I do. And um, it's been completely worth it. Yes. yes. Isn't it? I
0: told someone on a podcast the other day, my, I have a 12-year-old, and she came into the room, and I was like, oh, I'm so tired. Like, I was just so exhausted. And she said, why? I said, oh, I was up till 2 o'clock in the morning, and she said, why? And I said, I had to do some podcast editing, and I was finishing up the book, and I was working on the ebook, and blah, blah, And she was like, oh, my God. And I said, oh, my gosh, but it doesn't feel like work.
1: I right. I think because
0: my heart's in it, and it's such a passion. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: it's different. Like you can be tired, but it's not work. Yes, right. I completely, I completely get that because because I do the same thing. I'll I'll get up and or even just in the middle of the night. Oh, I forgot. To <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm working at 3 a.m. all of a sudden, and then I'm really tired the next day. But I never regret it. No. And I never think, oh, I don't want to go into work today. I'm always excited about it to the point where it's taking over my life just a little <laughs> right. bit but in a really, really good way. And I'm really passionate about it. So. Well, that's wonderful. And you yeah. have a
0: teaching, you're a teacher by... Um, by Yeah, training.
1: so um, my background was, um, so I have a degree in psychology and then I have my teaching credential. And then I spent um, close to eight years working in the school systems, both as an elementary school teacher and early childhood special education teacher. Um, but then I realized that while I was doing that for the most part, my interests seemed to always, um, lie in how, how can I increase a child's self-esteem? How can I get them motivated to come to school? It was always more behavioral and um psychological then also of course how can i help the parents and i always worked in these lower socioeconomic areas um and i i really felt that it was fascinating to try to help them and you know raise money and get clothes together for families that were homeless and things like that then after I had my son, he's now five and a half. Um, after I had my son, I completely lost my passion for teaching, and I realized something, something had gone missing. And I, it was this kind of light bulb moment where I said, Oh, it's because I'm really not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. I'm almost there, but I wasn't there. Right. And then, and then, um, my son was not an easy birth, and he was not an easy baby at all. He didn't sleep for more than four hours until he was eleven months old. Oh my goodness! So I had no, I had no sleep for eleven months. It was horrendous. So, and I feel like I'm still trying to catch up right, on that. It's right. <laughs> Years later, I'll probably you know be a grandparent. And I'll still be tired. Right. Um, <laughs> But um, you know, and then and then he and then we just, you know, parenting you never get a break, right? So it was like it wasn't like there was the baby phase and then we I, I had a vacation and then I was like, oh, and then now I have a two-year-old. It's so we just you know, you just keep going, yes. keep going and and I we launched right into two year oldness and he wasn't a baby, then he was a tantrumy toddler and he just was he's a very emotional, very energetic little boy and um, very loving and wonderful, but there were challenges for me that just exhausted me. And I also didn't have a family support around me. And so this combination of, oh, I'm not doing what I'm meant to be doing. And I'm really feeling a lack of support in the world kind of melded together to make this actually wonderful thing happened for me where I realized I needed to shift my path in life. And now I'm, now that's where I'm at. Oh, I
0: love that. I, I mean, I love that story. I'm sorry you went through that in, you know, the struggle, but I love when we can take a hardship, a difficulty. And then like turn it around and and help benefit others because of what you learned along that lesson. So, yeah.
1: A- absolutely. And that's something that is really important to me. And I think it, it lies at the core of heart to it's, heart. It's that parents can feel supported. Right. Knowing that they have a place to reach out and just feel heard, feel listened to, receive some empathy, maybe some advice, and really just have that network around them, and and know that what they're going through, that's okay. Right. Feel validated, and I think that's something that's really lacking in our society overall. Is that when we have emotions, particularly if they're anything negative, yes. Um, that there's this, this stigma, like, Ooh, it's, it's icky. Let's kind of stay away from this. But I really try to, uh, um, welcome that in people that if, if we're talking about that, we're able to grow. And then that's when you do have those aha moments and you have those shifts in your life and those learning moments. Right.
0: And I've told people that too, before is that, you know, as a society, we can laugh out loud, you know, we LOL at everything. And we can, you know, we're very embracing of the positive or what is labeled as positive emotions. Um, But if someone's crying or someone's angry or if someone's struggling, then then we, it's like, oh, okay, (laughs) we don't wanna see that. So, but to have those and to teach people how to have those emotions and have them in a healthy way um, express them in a healthy way and feel them in a healthy way. Um, yeah, I get it. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so one of my questions that I ask is if you could reach as many people in the world with your message, you know, who would it be? Who, who is your target audience?
1: Oh, I mean if, yeah, I love that question because for me right now, when I think about the program I'm doing, my target audience is more families. But I like the fantasy portion of that question. So really, if I could reach anybody, it would be anyone who's gone through trauma. So the world. I yes. Agree <laughs> I'm right there with you. Is I say the okay? same thing. Like
0: I don't know anyone who's ever been hurt, yeah. right, which is everybody. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm a little idealistic <laughs> right no I think it's wonderful I live in that I'm a Pisces so I live in my little dream world so I love having those lofty goals so yeah shoot yeah. for the world yeah no,
1: I love that it's what what's that that quote it's That you know if you reach for the stars it's a um oh what is that The you reach it's okay oh, to reach for I the have stars, seen so I know you land on the moon or yes, something it's right. like <laughs> I, and I, I really like that because it's like, yeah, you know, overreach, overreach, overreach sure. and you'll still land somewhere great. Absolutely. You, know, you, you don't, we, our goals don't always have to be these super logical ones. Like right. it's super attainable. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you
0: have, um, you know, history yourself with trauma or how were you pulled just, just your exposure through working with children who were struggling?
1: Oh yeah, no, actually, um, I, my I do have history with it, and um, I think that tends to be the case yes. from what I'm learning with people who've gone um, into the helping professions uh, uh, like this. And um, I am a child of, for the most part, I was a child of the '80s, so um, that was and in, in raised in the Midwest. So that was really kind of a little bit backwards. So the 80s there is more like the 70s. Yes, really. so I know. They, I'm in
0: Ohio, so I get yeah. it.
1: Well, <laughs> so i just a smidge behind. So I feel like um, when I was there, even though the um, there was excellent trauma research that was coming out really starting in the 80s for the most part, I don't know who, who if anybody, received it around me and it wasn't until um, I was a full adult that I started to feel any support. So when I was a child, I um, I am a, a survivor of childhood domestic violence like in my family against myself and my mother, um, lots of violence and um, also, psychological manipulation—that kind of thing—and then um, depression in my family, um, neglect. I mean, just I. My ACEs score is an eight-nine, so right, kind of high. Yeah. Um, but I, I really, at an early on, early on, I decided that I didn't want that to stop me. Like I I took it as a sign that I needed to change the trajectory of my life. We also lived in a lot of poverty. It's kind of the classic, you know, poverty, domestic violence, parents didn't finish college, da 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 -da, Like you hear, or at least I've heard as a teacher. So, um and uh, so I put myself through college, I decided to major in psychology, decided that I wanted to work on myself, but also learn, like, what is going on in the world? And why are people the way they are? And it, I found it really fascinating. Um, and I've done a lot of growth with it and realized that, that, oh, there's peace to be found in knowing that it's kind of sad to say this, but there's peace to be found in knowing that so much of the world has actually experienced trauma and sadness because there it's a connecting it's connection. Yes. Yeah. It's a connecting piece for us. And again, if we can, if we can open up that communication, there's more learning to be had. And I think what happens is really that when we shut off and we're told we can't talk about it or we feel we can't talk about it, that's when most of these issues happen. So I know I was raised being told I couldn't talk about what was happening. Um, and I still get a little bit stuck about it. I mean, it's, it's right. a it was a process for 15 years and, you know, that's- uh, Yeah, I, that, I, I mean, you're sitting here talking and I'm like,
0: I'm trying not to go, <laughs> Because I grew up in a, you know, poverty household, um, a dad that struggled holding a job but was violent my first 10 years of my life, hitting me uh, and my sister, my, not, my, not my mother, uh, an alcoholic parent. Um, I remember flipping on the light in the kitchen and the cockroaches would scurry. And um, so, you know, yes, there was that going on. Um, and I ended up putting myself through college with a degree in psychology.
1: <laughs> so that's why i was. Wow. Nice to meet you, Quinn. I know, right, right.
0: (laughs) And the same sort of thing, like I was fascinated by, uh, just the way, yeah, people's minds work and, you know, I still hadn't come to terms with all that had gone on with me with sexual abuse and other things, but, um, yeah, the, the trauma, it was just kind of building, 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 and then, uh, panic attacks arose and, um, and then that was when I started to reach out and find hope and healing. So yeah. but I think what you said about, you know, finding peace in that connection, um, knowing you're not alone, and um, that that's where the healing, you know, starts to starts to happen. So yeah, well, and one, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. and but two, I, again, commend you for taking it and shining your light. So, just beautiful.
1: Thank you. And yeah. I, I, w- I really am making it, it's it's like my spiritual life's mission um, for my own personal happiness, my own personal spiritual growth to go out there and kind of spread that word that just because we have gone through something doesn't mean that we have to lose hope it doesn't mean that we have to give up um that our life is ruined you know you can change you can actually take charge of your life yes to to a large extent and so many of us feel just like there's just this pattern you're supposed to go in in your life and and you go along with it and you don't really question it. And then why am I unhappy, you know? And it's it's okay to turn inward and ask yourself these challenging questions so that way you can actually be peaceful and be happy. And um, it takes a lot of work. I have family who, uh, who have not done any of this work and we are a completely different people. Right. Um, and, I, I hope the best for them, but it's it's something that I, along with the idea that I want people to have a feeling of hope, I also really want them to realize that work does come with it. Yes. You know, and, and it's not an it's not an easy road. Um, I like to think of it. I'm a I'm a long distance runner, and I like to think of it. In that way, Um, I ran a marathon, um, and it it reminds me of a marathon. It's it's awful. Like you get excited, excited. you're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to be so healthy. A lot like signing, you know, maybe going to therapy, right? And then you hit. You're doing the race, and you're at mile twenty, which. I don't know if you've ever run any distance, but anybody who's run distance, they get this. Like that is a horrible mile. Right. Right around there. It's just your you tell your legs feel like they're gonna fall off your body. And <laughs> You don't want to move anymore. You're just like, why am I doing that? I walked a half a marathon and I walked it. So
0: I can't even imagine. My gosh, by the time we hit, you know, mile 12, I was like, I'm dying.
1: Well, yeah, you you can make it relative. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it becomes really awful. And you have to dig so deep mentally to get yourself to complete it. But then once you've done the work and it's over, you think, I can't wait to do that again. I learned so much, yeah, and and I think that's what this is a lot like. It's like you really have to do the work, but it, then it's so worth it. You almost are like, how did I never do this before? Right, so, right. Yeah. Are there any
0: myths or facts that you would like to clarify for listeners?
1: Oh, gosh, um, one. Okay. I'll put it like this. One thing that is is really important to me that I think we don't pay enough attention to is um, children out in the world, um, maybe at the school systems. I, I think that a lot of times we think a myth would be perhaps that we think oh, um, that parent looks angry and that child looks unhappy, but it's not my place to become involved. And I, I had to endure some horrific childhood violence because no one ever, not one person ever said anything. And I know that people knew because I grew up in a small town I went to school with a black eye you know there there were there were signs it wasn't secret and and i feel that happens way 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 too often that we think oh it's not my place the parent might get mad at me and um that's a, a something that i i think that's a myth that we need to get past in our society. That no, you you need to get involved. Right. I know it's mandatory for
0: teachers and mandatory for certain, um, and maybe maybe that's not nationwide. I know in Ohio it is. No, it um, is.
1: It's mandatory, but I think, um, and this is partly why I'm involved in trauma-informed care training because there are certain things that I recognize that maybe not everybody recognizes. Right. Right. A lot of people look for big signs like bruises up and down a body or something, but they're not always like that. Right. And so I would like our society to feel that we're mandatory reporters. I would like our society to be able to recognize these signs and symptoms in, of, of violence, of abuse, of any variety, and, and not just expect certain other people to take care of it, right? Yeah, Yeah. other people to care, take care of it, or certain stereotypes of, oh, this is what sexual abuse looks like, and this is what domestic violence looks like. Yes. Because it's not always cookie
0: cutter. Right. Well, and in society, you know, how often that happens that, you know, well, I'm not going to call the police on that because somebody else probably already did. Right. You know, or I'm not, right, or I don't want to get involved kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, are there any particular resources that you used along your healing journey? Anything that really stands out as, you know, being powerful and helping you? I know you and I connected through Ace's Connection, um, which is like a newer source for me anyway of um, just a wonderful resource. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, I... I did a lot of therapy and I actually opened up my mind to EMDR. I did. And yeah, <laughs> it's, um, I thought it sounded, I'll be honest. I thought it sounded kind of cheesy. <laughs> right. And <laughs> it's like, Like make my uh, eyes go back and uh, forth. my eyes. Right. What? <laughs> but, um, it's been fantastic.
0: Oh, yes. So, Life altering.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's not oh. my favorite thing to do in the world. No but it's very, very healing. Yes, Um, ma'am. And then I read a lot of books, and I listen to a lot of podcasts (laughs) that provide hope. Um, And then I also am a really huge supporter of self-care. Huge, huge. I mean, I, I run a nonprofit. I am a speaker, and I have a child. So I'm a little busy, but I still make time for self-care and I and I tell people that because there are so many people are like oh I'm too busy I'm too busy yeah. I'm like no if I can do it you can do it and I make time to get in my exercise because I love that release release of endorphins um so that I think that's really huge oh, you know I could not agree more and gosh yes you are my twin holy
0: cow <laughs> I mean I tell people yes I I make sure I put it in my calendar. One because you know I have menopause brain, so I'm if I, if I don't write it down, I won't remember. But you know to put in, I meditate daily, and I do yeah. um, journaling, and I um, exercise 30 minutes, at least 30 minutes a day, either a, a walk, a walk in nature, or get on my bike, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, it is it is part of my to do list. Uh, along with podcast and book and job and all that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think really people have to make it a part of their daily routine to take care of themselves.
1: Yes, daily. And knowing what it is that's taking care of yourself. Um, When I I do my talks about trauma-informed care, and I always add in my self-care piece, um, I find it really interesting that, there's a portion of people, and I'm one of them, that actually finds cleaning cathartic. <laughs> and well, we're not
0: twins, you can come to my house. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, and,
1: that's, that's beautiful. It's, and it's it's yeah. so funny because it's you have to really cue into what's self care for you. Yes. And right. So for me, like the other day I was um I'm also going through a divorce. So ah, you know. Right talk about life changes and things, but, um, making it everything. We're making everything work and things, but I, I, it's hard. Divorce is really challenging. It's it's not my favorite thing, um, ever. And there's days when I feel okay, and then there's days when I'm like, oh, no, it, wow, what happens? I mean, and I think that's just normal. Right. So I had a, I had a moment, I checked in with my mother, oh, that's self-care, if you have a mother that's supportive. So she, she I love her so much. And I checked in with her, mom, I'm, I'm having a moment, I'm feeling weak say well what are you gonna do for your self-care I said well I'm gonna clean my apartment then I'm gonna make some tea and I'm going to cry and eat ice cream <laughs> that's and a great like, plan yeah she's like that sounds fantastic <laughs> and right, it's right. yeah and I think you know it does and it helps <laughs> yeah I knew I knew my things,
0: you know? Yeah, and that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad I said cleaning's not for me because it is. You kind of have to find your own thing. Um, yeah. You know, I was doing yoga for a while, but I swear, I saw a meme that was like an elephant, you know, trying to do, it looked like it was trying to do a yoga pose, and that's how I felt. Like, I was, like, always on my face. Like, I have no upper body strength, so I'd be like, my arms would be shaking, and I'd be like, I can't do it! So... Yeah, I, I might get back to try to do it again because it is, you know, I did like it when I did it other than, you know, the whole body poses stuff, <laughs> which isn't that, that is the whole point. Weird, yeah. yeah, that's kind of the point of yoga. So <laughs> if I could just do the last part, you know, where you lay on the ground uh, you know, those last few minutes. That's yes, yeah. that's it. Yes. <laughs> then I could, that would be great. I'd be a big fan. <laughs> All right. Um. I'm trying to think, oh, my favorite question. Right. If you could meet anyone dead or alive who could help you with your journey, with your mission, your passion, who would it be?
1: I have the hardest time with this stuff because I want to pick like a hundred people. Right. <laughs> I, 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 it's, I'm like, well, okay. But I would say off the top of my head, The way I'm, where I am in my life right now, I would love to have maybe a week away with Brene Brown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The Gifts of Imperfection. What a great book. Yeah. She's awesome. I can't even finish her books because, (laughs) yeah, I read, I read like five pages and then it takes me like a month to just kind of sit with them and go, oh, Wow ah that's so great it's so juicy I just yeah so I have all of her books and not one is finished <laughs> <laughs> yes because you like journal about it and think about it and absorb I, it and
0: take it in. yeah yes. I
1: really absorb it yeah so I would love to just have a big chunk of time with her and let her just you know absor- uh hang out with me and tell me all of her, her thoughts. And I'd learn from her and it would be magical. Yes. Because is <laughs> magical in my opinion, so.
0: <laughs> I love it that's fantastic. What a great answer. I think it's <laughs> awesome. Um, last question. What is your dream job and are you doing it? Yes. Okay.
1: I, I am doing it. Um, although I, again, I'll bring it back to the beginning. I would love to make my dream job um, cover the entire world. So <laughs> then I would be really happy. I, you know, like a, I feel like a child sometimes the way I'm such a dreamer. it's. I would like to take this and, uh, and make all of the people in all of the world trauma informed and learn about themselves and find hope. That's not too much to
0: you ask, and I, right? You and I need to go hit the road together and just do, like, a tour of the world. And yeah, tour the world. And stand on stage and share our stories of hope because that's, like, my dream, too. Yeah. Yeah. And just, <laughs> and just, like, and the whole Sammy's bundles of hope, you know, thing. And just, like, I just, I have visions of, like, every child who's ever been hurt or in pain or experienced trauma. Like, just handing them one of those bags and just being, yeah. like, you know... Yeah, here. I know this doesn't fix it, but maybe this will help a little bit. So, yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. <laughs> All right, so anything else that you want to um, you know, clarify for listeners and ways that they can maybe get a hold of you or, um, or do you have a website, Facebook, Instagram, any of that? Oh yes.
1: Yeah. Um, so I am learning to become um, more present on social media that's not quite my thing uh, i do have some a uh, facebook for heart to heart okay. and i am a trauma-informed care trainer so i have an email with that and heart to heart is for an email that's kind of the best way to reach me and so it's h-e-a-r-t just a normal spelling of heart okay. with the number two heart at H-D-E-S-D dot O-R-G. okay, and um, Heart to Heart Parent Support Line is our Facebook, and I do plan on getting an Instagram on there one of these days. Right, I get it because
0: I yeah. like the podcast has its own Instagram, and Sammy, the you know our our labradoodle therapy dog, she has her own Instagram, and they have their own Facebook pages. And trying to wrap my head around it all, finally, I was just like. I think Instagram's gonna go like to once a week, kind of, it's just not my thing. I'm, I'm definitely not a Twitter person because I don't get it at all. Like I just yeah. don't get it. So I'm a Facebooker and, and LinkedIn, LinkedIn for the professional part of it. So yeah. Ah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm kind of old fashioned I think. I, I even go around with flyers <laughs> <Right>. or cards. <laughs> yeah. You should practically get out a beeper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you made me snort laugh. That was great. <laughs> oh, well, awesome. Well, this has been an absolute joy. Um, and I've loved our conversation and thank yeah, you again thank you. for, for all that you do. Um, so yeah. And you,
1: Thanks. it was so lovely talking with you. And I'm you very too. excited to, um, Learn more about your program and listen to many, many podcasts of yours. And you are just a, you are a shining light yourself.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I'm going to do a little close out. Everyone, thank you for joining us today. It um, has been wonderful to have you here with us. And until next time, remember to be gentle with yourselves. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs>